Good morning. Good morning. We're starting Parashat Korach. Uh, what was the last thing we did in Parashat Shalach? Well, we did the tzitzit, right? Yes. But the tzitzit was only there because it was related to the story of the spies. Where the tzitzit would tell the people, do not focus just on what your eyes see, but you have to see more, more in the world than just what your eyes are telling you. You have to look beyond the physical and see what, what undergirds the physical. That's Bore Olam, mm. and that's the spiritual realm. You guys, you guys did this on Sunday? Yeah, that was our Sunday class. Quick question, you probably, you probably went over it, but I know everybody goes straight from the story of the Miraglim straight to Tzitzit, and you can find some connection of yeah. Lotatur. Any connection to this Ish Mikoshesh it's him in the middle of all this? Like, what is he doing over there? I... Any connection? No, no, we discussed it because there's, there's more to the question. Before the Mikosheshet Tzim, there are, there are laws about the Menachot, the Nesachim, about the libations and the meal offerings, and there are laws about the Chala given to the Kohen. Then there's laws about the, the, a, a korban, a national korban for the sin of Abu Dazarah. Then there's a law for an individual korban for the sin of Abu Dazarah. And then there's a law if a person sins biyad rama meaning with malintent or with the malicious intent or publicly if that person sins like that then there's no korban for him and then we have the story of the mikoshashatim so i i was saying in the shoe that the story of the mikoshashatim is probably a continuation of the law of the person who goes publicly and sins with with impunity similar to the miracle you're saying no uh, I, there was a progression. The the I think the meragulim is more. It's tarim actually. We've been using the correct terminology, but but I think that is more related to the national sin. That there's a korban for the national sin, the korban chatat for the national sin. I think that's why that part was brought. And then the individual sin was related to the national sin, and then mikoshesheshetim was like an example of the of the of the individual sin. Mm. You would have to listen to the, the Sunday Shiro was a good one. Right. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of um, a lot of good reviews from it. So especially the last ten minutes when we spoke about the sight and hearing and I think the Bene Israel also at that time all of a sudden they got punished because they saw they got punished for their actions of, with the Tarim. So then every party something new happened. They knew that the Halachot Shabbat. So right away they brought the guy. Oh, we what do we do now? What you know? It was like very everything. It's not one of the one of one of the distinct cases where they they're not sure what to do and they go to Moshe and Moshe has to go to Hashem wait, to wait, find out when? what's going on with the Ishmi Kosher. Yeah, that was last week. Correct. They said they didn't know Kilo Forash Mayaselo. It wasn't clear. It wasn't. It wasn't explained. Like they just saw the Maraglim, immediately. It wasn't explained what they were to do with the guy. And the question is, what didn't what didn't they know? They knew there was there was a death penalty okay. for Shabbat. So some of the Chachamim say they were they still didn't know which of the death penalties they had to apply. So they had to wait and see. Anyways, what's the last narrative part before the story of Koch? Because because it yeah because it just jumped into it, Korbanot. We have to. That's where we have to really see from. It's uh, talking about the Anashim that the, they died in the... Uh, exactly. In so the last thing we see... The last thing we see is a couple of bad things occur to Bnei Israel. One is that... Here. One is that the ten spies who were not good, they died in a plague before God. That is in Pasuk 37. 
And then it says Yoshua and Caleb survived. And then the second bad thing that occurred was that Bnei Israel, they were the Ma'apilim, the people who were, uh, were um, they went out of their way to try to go into Eretz Israel. They did not go with Moshe and Aaron, and they were destroyed by the Amaleki and the Kenani completely. And they destroyed them, Ada Khurma. They destroyed them completely, or till the city of Khurma. So the, the last two things that we spoke about are pretty bad things. A nice portion of Bnei Israel tries to go into the land of Israel, and they get destroyed. And uh, the ten Tarim die in a plague. What else happened? So, so what, what else is going on? Another thing we notice is that Moshe Rabbeinu, unlike by the golden calf, where he succeeded in bringing the Shekhinah back into the camp, here Moshe succeeds in stopping Borei Olam from destroying Bnei Israel, but he doesn't stop the, the punishment from befalling them. Right? So unlike the golden calf where he did complete Teshuvah, where he got complete atonement for Bnei Israel, by the sin of the spies, their punishment that God had told him still was in place. And we started to see, like for example, when, when the, the spies came back, what did Moshe and Aaron do? What was their reaction to, the, to this thing? It says they, by, uh, they fell on their faces, no? Yes. They fell on their faces. So it's almost Moshe we're seeing, he's getting demoralized. So, Bnei Israel are going through a tough time. People are dying. They've had an unsuccessful uh, foray into the land of Israel. Moshe Rabbeinu is not really praying for them as much. So maybe they feel like Moshe Rabbeinu is not even doing his job anymore. So there's a lot of reason to see if there's going to be a rebellion. Now is the time because Moshe is weak. Moshe has he's he's watching his own congregants die. And he can't do anything about it, and he's not doing as much as people would have thought he could to have me, done. It doesn't necessarily seem that he's weak. I think that he almost kind of it seems like he knows that now the next generation is only going to, this generation is going to die off. We said and this then, in the class, yeah, then, exactly. But he knows that he kind of gave up on this, on this generation. Right. So but he's so, like, gave up as a leader. So that's interesting, right? Because once the leader doesn't have the deep conviction that the generation is changeable, do you think they will, their heart is going to be into the leadership? And once their heart isn't in the leadership, it, creates a vac- it does create a vacuum. Mm. You know, there's a difference between when your heart is into something and when it's not. It's impossible to motivate yourself to the same extent as when your heart isn't it. So I'm not saying that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't, wasn't leading properly, but, but he's, saves, he's but a he little still, bit, he's definitely frustrated. But he still saves the, 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 the... Yeah, we said he saved the people from destruction, but he didn't get atonement and allow them to enter Israel. Okay. Parshat Korach. Vaikach Korach means Har ben Kehat ben Nevi v'Datan va'Aviram ben Eliyah ve'On ben Pelet ben Er Uven. Korach, son of Itzar, son of Kehat, son of Levi, took himself aside or, or began, Vaikach Korach is obviously up for discussion what it means. It means he took, what did he took, what did he take? It means he took himself aside and started arguing. Vidatan uh, Aviram Eliav, Datan and Aviram also were people that we have not seen yet, correct? We have not seen Datan and Aviram, correct? No, now we see. This is our introduction to Datan yes. and Aviram. Ve'on ben Pelet ben Ruven, and then there was On ben Pelet, the son of Ruven. Now, who were Datan and Aviram? Oh, there were also so it was Datan, Aviram, and On ben Pelet were all. In the tribe of Reuven, okay. So one of the interesting thing Rashi points out, you know, Rashi says about the 
the reason Reuven and Levi are in this rebellion together? Because they were... First of all, you have to think were, about their respective the positions. Yes. Levi, what is it about, about Kehat, uh, sorry, yeah, Yitzhar, that he would feel that, he would, the, the sons of Yitzhar that he would feel upset and they would rebel? What is it about them? Rashi says, the Lord is ben Yaakov. No, no, that, that, that I know, but, but what, is, what is it about, why would Korach be upset? Right now, Rashi says something very interesting, which we've done before. Yes. Uh, if you look at the Nasi that was appointed for the tribe of Levi, yeah. yes, it is from was, the youngest yes, yes, son. Yes, yes. Who said that it has to be yeah. only you? It's, it's from the youngest son, right? So then Korach was actually from the second son of, of Kehat. So, so Korach would have said, hold on, you skipped over me to give the Nasi to the youngest son of Kehat when I am from the second son of Kehat. Right? Amram, Itzar, Chevron, Uziel. The tribe's leader of Levi was from Uziel, not from Yitzhar. Uh, uh, why was he not? Why did he not take from Yitzhar? So she says that's one of the reasons. And then for Reuven, why would Reuven be upset? Because he's in the back now. Yes. Well, Reuven he was the first. The he's, first he's camped in the first, back also. He's the firstborn. Now he's. Uh, yes, because Reuven punished. There's, very it's, it's, it's very frustrating when you are the firstborn and... It's very humiliating. Not yeah, it's humiliating. Humiliate. Exactly. It's more humiliating than firstborn. He saw his gradual... Now, what's it, gradual what a, uh, now, now what is interesting? Who did Reuven lose their power f- to? Yehuda. In a sense, they lost it to Yehuda, but they also lost it, in this case, to... Levi. Levi. Right. So now, it's you two, have... Two Levi is complaining to Moshe. They're rebelling against Moshe. That they want the power, and Reuven is complaining that they want the power, but their complaints are mutually exclusive. Reuven and Levi can't both win. Either either one. Either, one of them can only win, but but they're coming together. Yes. So you so already see, see the it. nature of of discontent. Like, it seems like Reuven is is trying to do one last. Uh, like trying, you know, way, that's, how do you say? Like just to go and try to grab, grab. Right, his, right. Uh, one his, last, uh, one last push. 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 Oh, uh, okay. Uh, last thing. Uh, look at, look at the, the, look at the way the camp is, is set up. Here is our camp. This is Kehat. So this is where um, Yitzhar would be. This is Kehat's family. So Yitzhar would be here, and Reuven is right here. So another thing that Rashi points out is that they're also next to each other in the south side of the camp. So they're together. So they had reason to know each other and yeah, to, so they were, they and to very, complain. Uh, uh, at the Shabbat table, they would be together and they would complain about Moshe. So they developed that, that affinity. But notice that their complaints are mutually exclusive. And they're all coming together. But this is one of the things the, the story is going to but point out. One is Only one themselves. person could actually win here. And you guys can't win together. So it's interesting that you're, you're coming as a group. But at the end of it, you're, in the way you're coming, you can't both win. Okay? They stood up before Moshe and also, and also another 250 men. People who are leaders of the assembly, men of renown, elect men, men of renown. They gathered against Moshe and Aaron. They gathered against Moshe and Aaron. They said to them, too much you've taken. Because everybody is holy. And God is amongst them. And why are you 
elevating yourself over the congregation of God. Now that's the complaint to Moshe. Moshe, Moshe hears and he falls on his face. Now why is Moshe why is Moshe falling on his face here specifically? Because again, he doesn't need this. He's like, what is right? So Rashi Rashi says, I think, what is Peshat? Rashi says, because this is the fourth major complaint that Moshe is, is getting, and he compares it to someone who, like, um, uh, there's a king, and then the king has a son, and the son has a friend. The son has a friend who's like a little bit older and more mature. And the, every time the king's son messes up, the friend goes and says, forgive him. Like he's a young boy, he's a young boy. But then over and over and over the son messes up, it becomes harder and harder for the friend to go to the king and ask for forgiveness. And ask for forgiveness. So that's what Rashi says. And I think that's Peshat. But one thing I want to point out is that when Moshe is falling on his face, do you know what's the most frustrating thing? Most, most frustrating thing? When people make claims about you yeah, publicly that are like the opposite of true, you know, you see it in politics a lot. Where like, like, uh, like, um, you see it in politics. You, they, you make a story up about someone, and it's so fabricated. Right, right, like, right, right, like Motsi Shemra. That's the most annoying thing because you know that it's the opposite is the case. Now, how do we know that these complaints to Moshe are the opposite of them are true? Because when B'nai Israel were complaining in the desert about the man, what did God tell them? God said, okay, if it's too hard for you, let me bring 70 zikinim, and we'll give them of your nevuah. And then and they Moshe came to Moshe, happy, and, and then, and then Yahushua happy. comes to Moshe and says, by the way, these people are, are taking nevuah, they're going to they're gonna start okay. the thing. I wish Moshe everyone says, could be navi. Says, so what? Let them be navi. I wish everybody could be Navi. Hashem, let, let, let Hashem give Nivuah to everyone so everybody could help lead. That's not his character. So Moshe's character is the opposite of you're taking too much, you're, you're glorifying yourself over Power the Hashem. Grabbing, uh, everybody is holy. So basically Korah comes to Moshe and says, but everybody is holy. And Moshe says, you think I don't know that? That's the, I'm, I'm, he never even wanted it. Meaning, he, he taught <laughs> off the position. He didn't want the, right, right, he didn't want right. the power. He, he didn't the even leadership. want the power at the beginning. At the beginning. That's probably what, where his frustration yeah. and disappointment is. So saying you became all too, you, you're, you're taking too much power for yourself. Yeah. He didn't even want it. Yeah, so the frustration is intense here. Especially in light of the story of uh, um, Eldad and Medad. Pasuk He. By the Beryl Koach, for the Kola Dato Lemor. And. Wow, wow. But he sees also, I think, he's, I think he sees also that he's. Uh, he sees that Reuven is coming separately. I mean, they're both coming for the same. Yeah, the, let's stuff. look. Look at the way he speaks to them. So he gets Korah, by it. He's like, "What? What are you doing?" Maybe. You know? we'll, we'll look how he approaches them. Korah, and all of his assembly, saying, "In the morning, God will make known who is His or what is His." And the Holy One, and He will bring Him closer. The one He chooses, He will cause to come near Him. Zotasu, and you want to see, if you want to have this test, this is what we're going to do. Zotasu, Everybody take fire pans, Korach, and the whole assembly. And you put a fire in them, and you'll put Ketoret in them tomorrow. And the person that God chooses from this we'll tournament, be, we'll be the... He is the Holy One. You've really done, you've over, overblown. Yes. You're, you're, you've overstated your case, B'nai Levi. Too much for you, B'nai Levi. Moshe continues. He says, listen, children of Levi. 
Was it not enough for you that God already separated you from uh, from the children of Israel? You have the most important task. He's not, now, 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 now listen, listen. He's not talking to Reuven right now. No, to Levi. To Reuven, it has to be a different argument. But to Levi, Korach, is it not enough for you that God has made you this to bring you near? To do the service of God. And to stand before the Kahal, before the people to serve them. And then he brings you and all of your, your Levi brothers near. And now you also want Kihuna. And now you and your, your friends are now complaining against God. And what did Aaron do to you that you're complaining against him? I understand if you're upset with me, fine. Why, is your, why are you now complaining about Aaron? Then he sends it to Datan Aviram. Now he's sending to them separately because Datan Aviram are from Ruven. So that, that this won't apply to them. So they say, we won't go up. He said, you, Datan Aviram, look at the way they speak, how frustrating it is. It's, it, it's like a, the most annoying thing you could say. They're referring to Mitzrayim as Zavat Chalav Advash. He says, even worse. Was it not enough that you took us out of a land flowing with milk and honey, a.k.a. Mitzrayim, to kill us in the desert? You, now you make, uh, you're, you're making yourself, you made yourself a prince over us and you're taking more and more uh, liberties with your power. Right? So now their complaint is that. Now, from here we see that all of this is stemming from the fact that B'nai Israel are angry that they know now that they're now going to die in the yes. desert. It's they very, very frustrating to know that, that, that I, I, will never, I will never progress. This is where I am and this is where I'll be till the day I die. Very, very demoralizing. So that's part of the, the fact. That time of Abraham, they were not as part of the Jews in Mitzrayim, right? They were not, they were, they were not in slavery. They, didn't they have like positions I don't know. that they were not like... So I don't think we know much about them, but the Midrashim probably talk about where they came from. I don't know where they came from. They were the ones that like kind of... Witness Moshe Rabbeinu killing the the Mitzri and they, they were the ones that kind of like were trying right, to right 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 the, the mit, in the Midrashim you find that it's not in the it's not in the Psukim so I don't know in the Psukim this is our introduction to them we haven't seen them yet one last pasuk about the Talmud Abraham you didn't you didn't even bring us to a land flowing with milk and honey but he did not in the and you did not give us a land of fields and of vineyards if you if you gouge your eyes we won't even come to you to talk to you. So that's very disrespectful. He, he's putting those, you down as much as he can. Those are those are the two complaints. Now, what did Moshe say is going to be the determining factor? The machta, the 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 fire pan. Why would Moshe use the fire pan as the determining factor here? Doesn't want anyone else to probably to. Uh, Do we have any um, any any prior knowledge of? Uh, what happens when a person brings a fire yeah, on die. a fire pan? Yeah. Who? Like the children of the children of Aaron. Exactly, children of Aaron. That's the reason. So what is it? So what does the fire if pan somebody, represent? If somebody is not, it's. Uh, it's the way that Moshe knows that this is the service that I know. That if a kohen does it in the wrong way, or if someone does it in the wrong way, this is something that Borei Olam does not tolerate. Something Borei Olam does not tolerate. So if you want to come and take Aharon's job, so I'm going to give you the duty that we know is the most dangerous. Because last time a kohen tried to do this duty without the proper mindset. Last time that we tried that, they died. So if you want to, if you want to be a kohen, let's do the most dangerous thing. Now all of Bnei Israel, they also know that probably yes, they also they know that Nadav and Avihu died. So so and they know why they died probably. 
So this is a major challenge. I, I think yeah, because after without, right without after confidence, Hashem's without confidence, they were in their in their claim that they were right, to... right, right. We have to discuss Bezoshim tomorrow. You know what's the problem? We have to discuss tomorrow the nature you of their know, complaints. When you go forward, and yeah, I, I, and I know think, it's wrong. I think that that Moshe Rabbeinu already knows their back. fate. Because I'm just looking it's like at a lie. When you say I don't lie, know if he's 100% sure. You start to believe it also. Yes. You keep on going with the lie. The hardest thing is to put yourself down. I was wrong. It's the same word now is used again over here. Talino. Kitalino alav. Right? So Anuadim. The same people. That's very interesting. And then what do they do right afterwards? They see Diba alaharez because they said Eretz Zavad Chalav Udvash. It says Mitzrayim, so that's wow, also Wow, you hear what he's saying? He's saying, he's saying he's nice, that's what he's saying. So he knew, 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 that was the words used in, in Parshat Shilach. And here it says, V'aron Malki Talinu Alav, and what are the Talmud Abiram doing? They're doing Diba so Al-Aretz again. They're, so he, once again, they're saying, I think it's almost like Moshe knew the outcome. Actually, they're more like saying good things about it. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem.